Today's episode is brought to you by Dunobos. Dunobos? Dunate. Oh. Dune Boys. Today's episode is brought to you by Dune Boys, a very important podcast about Dune and only specifically Dune. Each week or whatever, Dickie Killjoy and Jorf Goblin bring you the most. I'm sorry, the most. Do I have to. Do I have to read this name? Read it. Read it. Dickie Killjoy and Jorf Goblin, the most well-endowed men in the game, bring you the most insightful and also the most brilliant analysis of Dune and all things related to Dune. Now that we've cut the dead weight, they say, we're the best podcast on television. What the? (laughs) That's messed up, dude. Dune Boys is available on iTunes and also on JP's mom. Okay. Hey, welcome to Central Pod. We need to talk about that. How you doing? How are JP, you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing, JP? I am doing great. Hey, everybody. This is JP, uh, your best friend, JP. And with me, as always, is my best friend, Nate. Nate Hi, guys. Hi, guys. It's Nate. I'm doing good. Um, you know, I'm doing good. Just uh, chilling at home. Not going out. Very scared. Um... But I got a baby to distract me, so I'm fine. Nate, how old's your baby? My baby is like one and a half. Oh, they're so cute at that age. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. This is like JP. She's she's been cute up until now. Okay, oh, getting into the trouble sometimes. Yeah, you don't understand. This is the age when they like you've heard the term terrible twos. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're knocking on that door. Okay, <laughs> this is when they start realizing that they can yell at you. This is when they start realizing that, oh, hey, I can throw this, like, Duplo block at your head, and that's very funny. And I can't get mad at it because then I, like, turn her into a serial killer who feels weird things about, like, hurting people. Wow, your anxieties are mirroring my anxieties about children. Oh, they're, they're, they're a blessing, and I would totally recommend that you have kids because I think you'd be an amazing dad. But, yeah, it's oh, a lot so of... It's a lot of stuff like that, like worrying about like, oh, she just tried to like throw a rock at that lizard in the backyard. I have to like redirect her energy somewhere else and not let her like stew in this murderous energy. Okay, I get that. Now, now, mm-hmm. what is she yelling at you about? Like, does she not fully comprehend like what defund the police means or something? And she's yelling at you? <laughs> JP, do not drag my daughter into anything. <laughs> no um so she's actually like she's a little bit behind in her vocal development technically Mm -hmm. um she should be saying like mommy and daddy and fully understanding what that means and she's not exactly doing that um all the time right now she has done it a few times but it's more just like yeah like angry grunting and like she points a lot. She loves to point at things that she wants, and she'll just kind of, like, scream. Um, she's doing a lot of uh, what they call babbling, which is the precursor to actual talking. Uh-huh. Instead of mommy, she's saying, you know, ma, 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 just kind of endlessly like that. So I, we have a lot of friends out here who, when we first moved here, their children were 
just shy of one years old. Okay. So, and, and it's, you know, I, I'm of an age where I'm the weird one for not having kids. So, sure. Um, so, but we, I mean, I, I love don't, kids. I don't agree with that, but socially I understand what you mean. Yeah. And it's, but I love kids. I, I, I have loved kids since my first niece was born before that. I, I was terrified of them. Um, Claire, yeah, I get that too. Claire, my, my lovely fiance, uh, was a preschool teacher for five uh, plus years. That makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, and, and the thing you're talking about, the the kind of like technically, you know, behind schedule with, with certain developmental benchmarks, Claire is so good to have around as a resource for these things. One of the things really? she taught me and a lot of our friends is there are, you know, we have these this idea that like kids should hit certain benchmarks by certain ages, but... In, in her experience, what really happens is they might not hit it first, but they all hit it eventually. And sure. by the time they're 10 years old, it's not going to matter if they were the first one to develop speech or, or were potty trained a little later because yeah. everybody gets it in the end. And, and it's one of those things that, like, thank God I have someone like her in my life because when we have kids, I I would otherwise be like, oh, my God, something's wrong with my child. They're not they're not they're not at this thing. And. Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's well. I mean, I'm being I'm being pretty lax about it because I, I I agree with you. I think you know benchmarks are important for you to understand, like when you need to start, you know, consulting with speech therapists and everything. But you know, I'm I'm telling her, you know, she's very stubborn. We know that, and and I think that that's part of it. Honestly, as cute as that sounds, um, uh, I also am reminding her, like, you know we've been inside for like a year <laughs> like she's never met another baby. So like, yeah, she might be a little bit, a little bit behind, but we're, we're not that worried about it because you know, when we were having kids and we were talking about like teaching them to read and everything, I was like, is that still a thing? Cause like, I think kids just want to read now, right? To, to use their phone. Like, I don't know if we have to oh, teach that's... children to read anymore. That's fascinating. And, and, I, and I'm not dismissing that at all because my brother um, also had problems growing up. I, I, he's three years younger than me, so I kind of remember uh, my mom's a teacher and a social worker and, and works with speech therapy too. So I had no she, idea. That's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't do it anymore. She's, she's retired, but um, she was when I was younger. And I remember my brother having a very difficult time grasping, reading comprehension, and, and he had a problem pronouncing his W's, just, just little minor stuff, and it was a big deal, but it, it until it wasn't, until, until he just kind of, like, snapped and got it, and, like, it wasn't a big deal anymore, like, a year after I remember us making a big deal out of it. So, yeah, I mean, I completely understand what you're saying. You know, it's, it's, you know, this, 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 this really leads into kind of what I want to talk about on, on the first part of our show tonight. You want to go is, off, JP? Yeah, I'm going to go off a little bit, you know? So let me tell you something. You want to go off on being nice to each other? No, I'm, I'm, yeah, absolutely. No, what, okay, here's what I'm here to say tonight. Burger King has the worst fries in the game. I agree, dude. I agree. I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. I don't no, know what seriously. They, hey, hey, I will say this. I, no joke. That Impossible Whopper is good. Okay. I didn't think I would like it. It's good. I now get it over the regular Whopper when I occasionally get Burger King. Interesting. Yep. yep. JP, are you an In-N-Out Burger fan? 
I enjoy In-N-Out Burger. You watch what you fucking say right now, Jason. I, I did not. <laughs> I'm not in love with In-N-Out Burger the way that, that, that many people in the world are. But I will say this. Regionally, I get why people have an allegiance to In-N-Out Burger Absolutely. out in California. I am a Texan now. I've even started calling myself a Texan. I'm a homeowner in Texan as of a month ago, so I own a piece of Texas. I, I, it doesn't get more real than that. Don't mess with Texas and don't mess with JP. Exactly. Oh, man. No, but I, we <laughs> have, and I didn't even know about this chain, and I would have told you it was a joke from a sitcom with, with the name, but Whataburger okay. is no joke. It is the, it, I mean. I've never had it, but I hear a lot of love for it. Uh, my God. I, it, it, the, the burgers are all crazy good. There's so many other options. Then And it's designed around a pick your uh, your accoutrement. And, 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 and like, so, like, I get this certain type of burger, but I add okay. grilled jalapenos to it. Sure. Oh, my God, it's so good. And then they uh, their fries, I would say their fries are, no one's going to beat McDonald's fries, but whatever the second tier is, Whataburger fries are in that. Um, sure, I, I disagree extremely, but I, one sec, I'm Googling what oh, fries. Oh, do you like those soggy, limp bag JP, fries from In-N-Out? <laughs> <I, I>, <sighs> <sighs> okay, this it's fine. It's all good. No, okay. it's it's it's. I, so, I, I, I joke. It's it's a it's a. Mitch always rags on uh, Weiger for that. I'm looking I, at I'm looking at Whataburger's fries right now, and I'm seeing In-N-Out burger fries. Very clearly, they may they may be very similar, and I gotta give In and Out a, a more of a shake. But let me say this: the thing that that really elevates Whataburger is they have a spicy ketchup. Okay, and the spicy I, I, ketchup is killer. Okay. And you can order the spicy ketchup off of Amazon and have a bottle of it in your fridge at all times. Not that I do that, but I super totally do that. Yeah, that's that's cool, dude. I think it's kind of fucked up that you're bringing up a ketchup in a French fry conversation. <laughs> I couldn't even finish that sentence. <laughs> oh man! Well, no, no the, the, JP, the, JP, mm-hmm. yes. let me speak. You go ahead. In and Out Burger fries are good. Okay, I I I I don't want to hear anything about how In-N-Out Burger fries are bad, okay? I, I also have heard that the In-N-Out Burgers in Texas are not as good as the ones in California. I have no basis for that. I've never had one, but is that your experience? So I first had In-N-Out Burger in San Diego. My brother was living out there. Okay, so you've had the real, the real quotation marks version. And I loved it. And it was funny, for years, whenever my brother... So my brother Justin, he calls members of the family, which... <laughs> I'm 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 in that middle gen like that weird cusp generation where like I grew up making phone calls but now I'm like a person who hates phone calls yes, except I fucking hate except it. but they 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 really make a lot of sense it's a better form of communication than texting and emailing but but so my brother my brother Justin is older I'm the youngest of four boys and Justin used to call but and and the whole family realized like a couple of years later that Whenever Justin called, he was calling from the car, and he was either at Chick Fil A or In and Out Burger. Like, <laughs> so like you'd be talking to him, he like, oh my god, yeah, that's uh, that must be so devastating, and I, I'm so sorry for your friend's mother. To, hold on a second, yeah, I want the double double, <laughs> yeah, monster style or whatever. Like, it was just, it was. That was just when he had the time to like make personal phone calls. Yes, when he was, when he was doing his Chick Fil A or his In and Out Burger. But so he, when I first went out to San Diego, he took me to In and Out. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I, I'm joking, but I loved it. And then um, 
just last year. So I was, um, I was, I, I went out to a, a, a pharma, it was a, a pharmacists and, uh, pharmacy benefits managers conference. And I came out to talk about the opioid epidemic and kind of how it started and who the key players are, et cetera. Where and, was that? Um, I think it was March last year. Where? Oh, I'm sorry. It was in Palm Springs. <laughs> oh my God, GP. Right? Dude. We were probably like within miles of each other. Like, are you I serious? I, I could have been in Palm Desert that time because I went out there almost every single weekend that year. Wow. Oh, it was, it was, it, I mean, it's one of those moments where you're like, wait, so I have a salary and they paid for my trip. And I get to come in here and like That's talk sweet, to people dude. about this thing that I, I love talking about because we need to talk about it and educate each other. Yeah, that's and like, cool. And this is my job? Like, you're <laughs> no, what are you well, talking about? I'll awesome. tell you what. I'll tell you what. My grandparents have a house in Palm Desert mm-hmm. that they don't ever go to anymore because they, they just can't can't fly anymore. But they used to live out here in the uh, winters to get away from the Chicago cold. If you're ever in Palm Springs again, you let me know you're staying at the house, okay? No questions okay. asked. Or, counterpoint, maybe Claire and I will just, uh, you know, sometime post-vaccine take ourselves a little weekend out to uh, Palm yes, Springs? Yes, yes, 100% that too, and and we'll be there, and we'll all hang out, and our wives can become best friends too. Oh yeah, they don't know yet, but that's our secret plan here. And so. we can all kind of like form together in a giant um, thing alien skin monster situation. What do okay, you think about I that? like that. I was thinking Voltron, but I, I like the alien skin yeah, monster thing. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's less <laughs> horrific. I like that. Voltron is cool. Well, so, so, so just to, and not to belabor the point, but I, no, so I'm out back. there in Palm Springs and, uh, one of the other speakers, uh, at the event was a lifelong addict. Uh, he, he, he had become a, an opioid addict in his teens. He was my age, you know, pushing 40 and, um, he, he had turned to heroin and he just was talking sure. about understanding that pipeline, how one leads to the next and, um, you know, I, my brother is a former opioid addict who right. who then moved on to heroin. It's it's I talk about it a lot, but it's because it's so formative and it's so important. And I love my brother Chris so much. And so this guy just reminded me of my brother. We hit it off, and we just loved each other. And uh, I was headed to the airport, and he's like, "Well, I'm, I'm headed to the airport too. Why don't we just catch a ride together?" I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "Hey." You ever had In-N-Out Burger? And I was like, yeah, of course. And he's like, I've never had In-N-Out Burger. Oh. So I got to go with this guy and have his first In-N-Out Burger experience. That's cool. It was awesome. And I, I honestly love the place. And I will say the reason I haven't enjoyed it here in Texas is it's not as good. They don't Okay. They don't care about the brand as much I in Texas. You. And that is exactly why they have not expanded. And, and that's very interesting to hear. Yeah. Interesting. So, so yeah. Well, JP, this... I, I, I want to say that, like, um, anybody that doesn't know JP, JP's a sweetie. And uh, I described JP as a white Sam Richardson the other day. <laughs> Which is the nicest thing anyone's ever said and, to me. And that's exactly the way I meant it as the nicest thing I could possibly think of to say to you. And I honestly also agree. You, you remind... So many times people post things on Twitter where some guy looks exactly like you with a super weird, like, fucked up southern beard. And I'm like, hey, that's J.P. Novak. But I really think that you are the white Sam Richardson because you're nothing but a sweetie. I, that is the nicest thing. And and I I have to say this. Um, as, as you and I are becoming friends, even though we're best friends, um, Claire is also interacting with you on Twitter and was... 
today she was like oh my god nate and i are just throwing i think you should leave gifts back and forth at each other he's he's my best friend Well, I think you should leave gifts are my fucking bread and butter. They're the dude. best. I, I still can't get over them, dude. Every, every time I get to use the 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 in the hot dog costume, <laughs> saying, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna figure out who did this. <laughs> we're all trying to find this guy." <laughs> uh, yes, folks. If you haven't watched, I, shit. <laughs> if y'all haven't watched, I think you should leave. You need to check it out. It is maybe the best sketch comedy show of the last five years. Um. I, I'm not trying to throw any shade here, but the last 15 or 20 years. Okay. I just as long as you don't step on Mr. Show, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the level that I'm talking about here. I mean, oh, there's I agree. tons of sketch shows that I like in, in between there, but we're talking about like S tier level sketch comedy that. Oh God! I need a second season. I need a second season. We so were just—it's been over a year since the first season, and where is the second season? I hope. I hope it's just because like it takes time for him to like perfect all of those sketches and not some sort of like fucking budgetary issue. Or you know, I mean, it's probably That's... COVID. That's probably what. It is. So 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 to 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 reveal my age. Back in the day, I would watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Nice. Like nightly, like, or or weekly. Like I it was it was my favorite show on television at the time, okay. other than The Simpsons. And they always had the outtakes, and it just made you love the cast because people would just crack up at the jokes. Will Smith was always cracking mm-hmm. up. And I think about I think you should leave, and I'm like, well, no wonder it takes them so long to film a season. They must be breaking all the time on that show. They just must be fucking just losing it. At, 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 at. I, like, I don't know how they filmed yeah. the skeleton song. Right. I don't know how they filmed that because I would have – I the first time I saw that – I was in tears, and the first or time... any any of them. Like I, I'm thinking about the receipt, the receipt one at oh, the house dude. where like everybody has to be so deadly quiet and serious while everyone's like literally playing like Leslie Nielsen levels of commitment to it's the bit. Unbelievable. I, and the other one that that I think the thing I first fell in love with on that show was the Vanessa. Is it Bear? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the that's a great one too. <laughs> oh my god, the Instagram. Tags, it's I. I can't those make are, it through that those sketch. Are, I have to pause it every time. Those are great responses to like fucking politicians trying to like quell the protests in our country too. Whenever they're like doing a photo op, somebody posts Vanessa Bayer being like, "Here <laughs> I am good... with these sacks of dog shit." Okay, that's really good. That's really good. Oh man. Okay, so did uh, you my... ever did you ever see the tweet that I did where where I wrote? Where I pitched a I think you should leave sketch. No, no, I need to. Whenever, I need to see this. whenever I see a new sketch show, I try to come up with a sketch that that would be on the show. Okay, that's awesome. And for I think you should leave. My idea was a commercial or a press conference for like a Captain Crunch style cereal mascot that owns the factory. And it's a play on the Oops All Berries marketing campaign where somebody uh-huh. like made a mistake and now there's too many berries but instead of having too many berries they accidentally turned all of the pieces of cereal into small pieces of dog shit (laughs) (laughs) and he's trying to like spin it like now all the cereal is tiny pieces of dog shit (laughs) people are like asking him questions is it like shaped like dog or is it real dog it's real dog shit and it's also shaped like dog shit (laughs) 
dude, you should you should do a spec sketch and send it to to Tim. I will. I will. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Okay, that sounds great. And um, I have been informed. Claire wanted me to stress to you the following: she's willing to give up three to four nights a week of you recording with me if it means that we can get to the Jeff Goldblum episode and then she can be a guest. Oh, wow, dude. Wow. Okay. I, I, so, so I, it's been, I was telling her, I think it's been since 2002 or three that I watched friends like start to finish mm -hmm. and I didn't know the reference. And then she explained it to me. And what she said was, I do the Jeff Goldblum pencil bit better than anybody in the world. What's the pencil bit? I don't know. Fuck. Yep. Fuck. I didn't even um, remember he was on an episode, so... Yes, I remember his episode. It is a fantastic episode, and I actually have a very personal connection to that episode. Um, so we, we, we talked about... Um, I, I, I want to save this for her episode, honestly, but I'm going to tease it. Um, I'm Googling Jeff Goldblum's Friends episode to see what season it is it's in. One with the mugging. 2003. Oh, that's a later season, dude. Oh, God, that's like season seven. So so what I'll say to Claire's suggestion is 100% she has dibs on this episode. She will be the guest on this episode. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what the pencil bit is. I she, she was like, do you know what that is? And I was like, I don't. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so good at it. So I feel we'll like see. I need to Google this. No, okay. But anyway, okay. So my personal connection to the episode, I told everyone on the first episode of this podcast I'm a child actor, okay? So. Brag. I, I, it's a brag. Well, I'm gonna, it's <laughs> no, not it's a so brag. Cool. It's so cool, and I'm I just gonna... wanted, to do the, I wanted to do the Zooks. I seldom get to do the Zooks. So. <laughs> that is the Zooks. Um, I am going to start bragging, though, a little bit. So I, I, I was a child actor, and I continued acting in my teenage years. When I was in my teenage years, I was in um, a couple of plays at a pretty notable theater in Chicago called Steppenwolf Theater. Dude, um, I know Steppenwolf. Uh, yeah. Malkovich. Malkovich yeah. was a big player there. Malkovich. Uh, Gary Sinise is one of the owners. Yes! Yes! I was in a play with... Um, um, the woman who plays the sister on Roseanne. What's her name? Oh my God. I can't believe I can't remember her name. I love her. Lori, Lori Metcalf. Lori Metcalf. Yes. I was going to play with her. Um, the same play, uh, also starred, are you a fan of Silicon Valley? I have seen the first three seasons and really loved it. So you remember their investor from like the first season who was like yes. the really weird mousy guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the play too. I believe he's dead now. I believe he, he died. died. He had some terrible cancer throughout yeah. his entire body. and yeah. Uh, uh, rest in peace. What I'll say about him is was he was a fantastic actor. Um, I was in a play with those two people when I was a teenager – I received a little bit of clout in the Chicago acting community for being um, sort of a go-to teenage actor for Steppenwolf to use. That's amazing, and, dude. Uh, yeah, it was it was very cool. It was a great experience. Um, my my connection to this Friends episode is I credit my success in acting, and at a very young age, I saw the Jeff Goldblum episode of Friends where he told Joey when he was acting to do less 
Okay. <laughs> and in the episode, it, it, it mutates and Joey actually uh, finds out he's a good actor when he has to pee really bad. And like it makes him like everything he say very rushed and interesting and like Jeff Goldblum can't stop watching him. It's it's a funny storyline. But I heard Jeff Goldblum say do less to Joey when he was acting. And to me, that equated to acting do as little as possible. And I really did try to do that as a child actor. And I think it, <laughs> it, I think it moved a lot of the success. I think adults were like, what the fuck is up with this kid who like, isn't showing any emotion and like acting like a robot on stage. I think it, I think it played a part. Wow. Okay. So Claire can absolutely have dibs on that episode. I, I think she should be on. That's like season six though. Like I think, yeah, She'll be on before then. Yeah, I mean, she should be sure. on before that. No, it's, she's she's. Okay. I again, I always, I always, I always say this, and she thinks I'm joking. I have no idea why this woman is with me. She's smarter <laughs> than me. She's funnier than me. She's better looking than me. Same here, dude. But I, she's she's amazing, and I, and I just as always, my wife is fine. She will be on this podcast at some point in the future too, um, and it won't be like. It won't be like clips of her from the first three episodes that I'm like repurposing to make it sound like she's here, but she's not really here. She will yes, be on the podcast. Yes, you definitely shouldn't do that. It wouldn't be hysterical. She's fine. <laughs> she's, um, she's absolutely fine. She's guys. She's alive. What? That's that's such a weird thing to even bring up, JP. That's so weird. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I'm sorry. I feel like I distracted us. Go on. Um, God, I so. Let me, okay, so I'm, I'm introducing something this week. I, I, I texted Nate, and I, I, yeah. I basically gave him some directions here. Um, here's, here's, here's what I want to do. So, so I, I guess I'm going to start with this. I think there are two types of recommendations that people make to their friends. Mm-hmm. The first type of recommendation is, this is something that I love... And I want you to experience it so you can get to know me better. Right. And the second is, I saw this thing and it reminded me of you. So I want you to experience it because based on what I know about you, I think you will love it. Sure. I completely okay? understand what you mean. That's I, I, I think good recommendations anyway come from that. There's also really a large category of here's a thing that I liked and I don't know. I don't I haven't thought about your interests. I'm just going to like throw it at you. Um. I, I like to think, though, that when we make recommendations, we're trying to express one of those two things. Yeah, absolutely. When I when I was in film school, I, I had a class where I had to do like a web series or something. And the thing mm-hmm. that I did was a like talk show interview where I interviewed like my friends from the class and then tried to make a recommendation to them about a movie that I think they'd like. And then they kind of like let me know what they thought about it on the next episode. I completely understand what you mean. So I think that getting to know people you know there's a lot of ways to do it and one of them especially for people like you and I I, I I think I know you well enough at least to say this you and I are people that appreciate storytelling we appreciate something that evokes emotion or sure. something that's beautiful or something that's that, that, that catches your ear, catches your eye, or in the case of some of the recommendations I'm going to make, something that was delicious or fun. Ooh. And, and I, I think that 
So, so what I what I suggested, and and, and I, I want I want as we grow our audience, I want our audience to be a part of this. Sure. But the idea is, and I was I was thinking it's it's kind of like pen pals, you know. I want to send something your way so you get to know me, and I want you to send something my way so I can get to know you. Absolutely. And because we're living week by week here, um, I, what, what I recommended to Nate and what we're going to do here is I told Nate something from this past week, something digestible, something that, you know, you can't tell me to read every, I, I think the joke I made was don't make me read every Dune book oh, within the I next week. I hate Dune. <laughs> oh no. Uh Nate's joking and thank you again to our our our, our advertising. Oh yeah, I become completely uh, Dune, kidding. Dune Boys. Uh, thank you for the uh, the advertising Dune Boys. We love <laughs> Dune and the Dune Boys is a very good podcast. Very good. I in fact love Dune. But um so so I I asked Nate to bring something to me that he's going to recommend. I'm going to try it out and maybe we'll talk about it next week and maybe we won't. Or maybe we'll just talk about it briefly, but the more important thing is I want to know something that Nate enjoyed this week so that I can experience it as well and get to know Nate a little better. And I'm going to give him something too. So real quick before I give you my thing, you you mentioned I think in in a podcast before that you and Claire like watching scary movies together. Oh, love them. Okay, cool. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna recommend the podcast that we talked about previously. I'm going to recommend a scary movie for you and Claire to watch. Is that okay? That's fantastic. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Okay, I've got a good one. Um, one of my favorite horror movies. I, I I didn't watch it this week, but I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, it is a Australian horror movie. A lot of great stuff co- coming out of Australia, particularly in the horror genre. I believe it's from um, probably like 2015, I think. It's actually kind of getting to be a little bit of an old movie. It is a movie called The Loved Ones. The Loved Ones. The Loved Ones. Okay? And, um, you know, it's your classic um, uh, hunky Australian high school boy... uh, uh, pretty australian high school girl um australian boy's dad has died and um is seeking solace in his girlfriend kind of avoiding his family and at school the weird girl asks if he wants to go to prom with her and he says no just kind of like i'm sorry we've never talked before I, i i i have a girlfriend i'm gonna go with her he says no in a nice way and that doesn't sit too well with her. Okay. Uh, I, I'm jotting this down. I'm excited for this. Now, do you know where it's available? I don't. I would imagine Amazon. Um, okay. Also, I apologize for any background noise. Uh, Gunter. No, realized, you're fine. Gunter realized that I was in here with uh, <laughs> two of the three cats. Oh, and boy. he is now on the bed doing this playful thing he does where he... He arfs. He's the only dog I've ever met that actually arfs. I can hear he, him arfing, and it's pretty mm-hmm. cute. 
And uh, he's he's trying to get the oldest cat to play with him. She has never played with him oh, and boy. is not a fan of him. So I, he's really barking up the wrong tree. JP, are you open to renaming your dog Gunther? Like the character from the Friends show. Come on we, now, Synergy. We, 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 this came up today in conversation because Claire and I, we, it's so I, I don't think we've addressed this yet, but people need to know we're going to rebrand. We have to. There's another podcast out there called Central Pod. Oh, we got to talk about the title, Jesus That's out Christ. of Germany. <laughs> like all the notes are in like German. Instagram I don't know what Yeah, it says. seriously. Um, so here's the deal. When me and my wife started this podcast, they had like three episodes and it didn't seem like they were continuing to do it. Me and my wife started the podcast. We stopped doing the podcast. She's fine. Me and JP started doing the podcast. And now I look at fucking Swedish Central Pod and it's got like a million episodes and one from like yesterday. Yeah. So we got to change the name. All right, here's 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 give me your gonna, give me your ideas, gonna, JP. Okay, okay, we had a couple of brainstorms today. One of them was the friends we made along the way. I'm sure that that's taken. Yeah, that sounds taken. Okay, uh, Claire suggested comrades. I'm sure that's taken. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> okay, I like that. We'd have to start talking about politics for it. And then and then the one that the one that's been really rattling around in my brain is what's the deal with friends. <laughs> Like like a Seinfeld voice? Uh-huh. Okay. I like yep. that. I really like that a lot. Do you want my two other ones? That, go, go. Hit so me. So I think, I think you've heard these before because I think I talked about them with Nikki in my first thing. She wouldn't let me name the podcast Friends Boys. <laughs> I forgot that was... I, I, I listened I, to that first episode and I'm like, it should have been Friends Boys. Friends Boys has a fucking ring to it, dude. I, I think we need to ask the Dune Boys if they're okay with it first, but honestly, they're going to be like, "We, <laughs> what do you mean? Look, like, <laughs> look, I know those guys. They're going to be so on board with it. I, I, I really like Friends Boys. I think that's a, a strong contender. The other idea I had was five claps or four claps or whatever the, the number of <laughs> it's claps. Four. The theme song it's four. Is. So, oh, Gunther making snorkies. Yeah, he's biting. He's trying. He, he's angry that I've tried to stop him from attacking the elder cat. He sounds mad as hell, so dude. So now he's, uh, he's so cute. He doesn't have an angry bone in his body. He's like, this is fun. I'm playing. That might be what he wants you to think, though. Gunther, please stop. Come here. Come here. You no, pet, pet noises are, are honestly not not that intrusive to the record well also i miss your dog who kept trying to get into the closet when you guys were recording <laughs> yeah she's spunky she's doing fine she's uh she has cushing's syndrome apparently and she's taking medicine for it i don't know yeah, what, she's what okay. that means she's okay she's getting very old it's it's only a matter of time now but she seems better she, i think we got i think we got what's wrong with her figured out for now I'm very glad to hear that, but also, you know, it's it's devastating. I've got my, I mean, my my, my cat got me through my divorce and yeah. and and has been with me all over the country. But you gotta stop. You gotta stop. I know you're so funny. You're so funny and cute. <laughs> Everybody loves Gunter. That's why you're on the podcast. JP, did you have something you wanted to recommend for me? Nate, okay, Gunter, stop. <laughs> Don't eat the mic. Sorry. He's chowing down on that he's, microphone. He's like, when he gets playful, he tries to grab whatever's closest to him and then make you like, like, cause he does it to the cats where it's just like, oh yeah, well you see the shoe here? This is my shoe now. You want it. And like, they don't want it. They don't care. But he's trying to like, he's like 
really trying to play. So he's trying to play with me now by trying to grab the microphone and being like, you want that? And it turns out that I do. Sounds like a little rascal. So, so I was I was really up in the air about what I was going to recommend because I, we talked about this before, but this week's How Did This Get Made was, I, I mean, I was belly laughing the entire time. It was a great episode, great movie. It was so movie. good. Paul Shear's childhood is insane. Oh, my <laughs> v- God. I, and the, yeah, my father was making me crepes. Like, I'm glad that he got called out. It was really good. I, I, I am not going to comment on Paul Shear's stories that he has decided to start telling on the podcast in the last year and a half and two years. All I'm going to say is that was not what I signed up for. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I, those stories are so fucking crazy. Like when they he really said are. He, has and- a my, he had a, my buddy doll and every, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's so good. And, and, and as, as, as Claire pointed out, like he also rolls with it really well. When, yes. Like, Jude and Zooks are like, that's not normal. And then so he's like, okay, I'm going to play this up of like pretending like it was super normal. And My then he's favorite like, yeah, reaction is... Yeah, I used to is... come home from school and have a, v- a can of V8 <laughs> and so I would put weird. some Tabasco in it. <laughs> that's insane, dude. And my favorite is when June just clearly like doesn't even want to talk about it. <laughs> She's like, I, 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 she like can't even talk. And I, I get that. I just... Oh my god, so funny! I, I, when, when he told that first story at at the at one of the live shows at the beginning of the tour, I was like, oh my god, dude! Oh, <laughs> it's such a good bit, and it's so funny. Oh. So, so obviously that can't be my recommendation. Um, no, I've then, heard it. Obviously, I, I and then the other is and 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 you, I forgot that we talked about it, but I'm really. So I, I have two things that I was like, it's going to be one or the other. I'll, uh, it'll be a game time decision. The Scaredy Cats podcast is an absolute joy. And I know I talked about it before, but it's so good. I love scary movies so much. And Oh, to... it's a podcast about scary movies? Kiss. So we, okay. I'll fuck with that, dude. That sounds cool. Okay. So the the premise of this is... Um, it's the guys from uh, uh, Reply All, which I don't know if you listen to. No, it's, I haven't listened to that either. Reply All is a great podcast. Um, it it very much. Ah, God, I, I, I it, it's a very smart and self aware podcast. It, it it at times is almost a meta podcast. With hey what JP, they do. yeah, I didn't hear anything you just said. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. It may have recorded, but just in case, start over from uh, Reply All is a great podcast. I didn't hear anything after that. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, so Reply All is a really great podcast if you haven't listened to that. and But the two guys from that are doing this. It's called the Scaredy Cats Podcast. Mm-hmm. And one of them loves scary movies in the way that Claire and I do. In the way that I think that... sure. Scary movies are at, at times one of the most impressive versions of art because I know that I'm sitting in my home 
I'm safe. There are no ghosts. There are no, you know, boogans. There are no spookers. It's 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 just, <laughs> it's it's just like like, it, I'm just home. Yeah, you got to watch out for those spookers. You do. Spookers are scary. Um, I I know exactly what you mean, man. I I tell people all the time that horror is is the best film genre because it elicits the highest form it, of emotion. It, it it does, and that's what's amazing about it is it. I can watch a scary movie, and even though I know I'm safe from the, and don't you make fun, I'm I'm safe from the boogans mm. and the spookers <laughs> and and the gobblers, like I know they're not real, but a movie will make me feel like I am in peril, and it's it's amazing. I'm not. I'm yes. super safe. It's amazing. And it's I think like that, it's like riding a roller coaster. It's quite literally the same thing. It, you're absolutely. That is such a great comparison, and. So I, you know, Claire and I, I, one of the first things we bonded over was scary movies. We both love them, and so the the premise here is the one host loves scary movies that I do, where I think like yeah, there's an like 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 a good scary movie will make you really feel and really think, and also a, a good a good a good horror movie is going to be a very heavy handed um, parable. It, it, like transcendent it, it's it's beautiful I, you know there's yes. there's a version of watching it, 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 no one seems to agree with me on this but there's a version of watching the witch jp i absolutely agree well, it's, with it's, you it's so so you can watch the witch and there's a version of that movie where none of it is real and it's about it's a movie that's basically about religious fever or, or fervor and right. hunger and starvation and that's it. There are no witches. There is no. There's no. There's no devil. Um, mm-hmm. Or you can watch Babadook and realize that that movie. There's no actual monster in that movie. It's a movie about grief and how grief overwhelms you. And postpartum depression. Yes. And 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 you can watch a good horror movie and you can just be scared. But all the best ones are telling you something else. They have a better yep. message. And so anyway, the the second host on the show is so afraid of horror movies. So I love that, dude. I knew you were going to say that's the premise, and I love that. So they're walking him through to try to get him to the level where... And the one he keeps pointing out is um, um, Us, and he wants to be able to watch that movie or any other culturally significant horror movie. Interesting. Because he feels like he's missing out, but simultaneously he hates them. And the first episode is a one-two punch of greatness because the movie is The Exorcist, Wow. And the guest is Jason Manzukis. Oh, that's cool, dude. I am I am so into that podcast. Do you have a specific episode that you want me to listen to? But I'm probably gonna start listening I, to the whole thing. I honestly I, I I I haven't listened to the most recent because it's a one two punch of Midsummer and uh Hereditary. Okay. I haven't seen Midsummer yet and I don't want it spoiled, so we're gonna watch Midsummer this week and then cool. I'll listen to it. Hereditary is better. I hey, I don't know yet. I don't know. Hereditary was <laughs> it is. so good, though. Oh my god, dude, it's so good. Um, but I so, love Hereditary. But the, the, the he did uh, the first one is The Exorcist, and then the second week was Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, the Johnny Depp one, and that's cool. It's so good, and it just it reminds me why I love that genre of film. Yeah. So that's my. I I, I hope you'll check it out, and I'm definitely gonna I check will. out that movie. And we can touch base, but I think moving forward, you and I, and JP, I'll say, dude, like. This movie that I recommended you. So I always tell people that the reason I watch horror movies is that because when I like to watch a movie, I like my jaw to drop. And I know that sounds cheesy, but there is a specific 
type of movie that I will watch where something like the big thing in the movie will happen and I'll I'll realize that I'm staring at it with my mouth open without like consciously doing that. And that is the effect that I'm looking for in every scary movie that I go into and the loved ones goes there. Dude. I'm so excited about this. It's 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 I think I love I love horror movie fans because we all seem to have some gem of a movie that other people didn't give the time of day. Yeah. And like you get to share it. And like there's so many good ones. There's so many indie ones out there. Um, I was excited to show Claire Event Horizon, which she hadn't That's seen. That's cool. I've never seen that. It's I, I love that movie. And and it's it's I, I love Sam Neill, especially in his later years where mm-hmm. he's literally a goat farmer. <laughs> so like yeah. <laughs> but he's really good in the movie and it's 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 got some scary ass shit going on. I bet. Um, yeah, no, I know I know a little bit about it cuz I used to work for somebody that I think was a producer on it, but I've never seen it. Well, Nate, we're going to we're going to we're going to learn about each other through these recommendations and We've already been talking about each other for an hour, dude. We got to talk about friends for a little bit at least. Nate, let me tell you about the one with the butt. This is a fun episode. Okay, this is I was excited about this one because this is maybe of these early episodes, this is the first one with a people reference this, the zeitgeist. It, 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 it's really part of the cultural thing about this show that this the one storyline in this is a thing that people are like, oh, that's one of my favorite bits in Friends. The the Joey playing butt the butt double. The butt yeah, double. Yeah, the, the fact that we I can say butt double, and if I just said butt double to a room of people, at least... Half of them would be like, "Oh, you mean in probably friends think when, of friends when yeah. Joey was the butt double?" Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about this episode, Nate. Are you ready? I'm ready, dude. Freud the musical, very funny. <laughs> this cold open. Sorry, was, it's funny. <laughs> it's just funny. It's ridiculous. What what a brilliant concept. Like I, I was already laughing just when they showed the poster and it was Freud with an exclamation point. Yeah. And then Phoebe addresses that joke because Freud. Phoebe is so perfect. She's I love her so I much. Love her. <laughs> love her more than you do. So, Joey's in a musical called Freud. Nate, tell me about Freud. Tell me what. Tell me what you remember about Freud the musical. Um, I what I know about Freud is that, um. I want to have sex with my mother. I, I mean, he <laughs> thinks that I want to have sex with my mother. He thinks that I want to have sex with my mother. And he would probably have told me to go do a bunch of cocaine if I was his patient, right? That sounds exactly right. So I don't want to have sex with my mother, JP. I don't think anybody does. No, and I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> So I think the musical is very funny. I think the song about penis envy is very funny. It was so good. And it's just, it's a set piece joke and they didn't dwell on it too much, but the cold open was so good. And yeah, so this is one of the few times I'm going to say this, but, uh, 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 Matt LeBlanc, uh, Joey is really good in this episode and he's really good. He's, He's earnestly trying to play this character and, and with, with, with his whole heart, and he's so serious about it. Um, yeah, he plays, he plays a young, naive actor pretty well. 
He does. And 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 this it was just but it's a good it's a well-written joke. It's it's one of those jokes that like you know somebody's been thinking of how funny this would be for years and sure. suddenly they're a writer on friends and they're like okay, let me posit this guys. Let me throw this in there. And honestly, um aside from the whole like Freud exclamation point thing. Obviously, that's like uh, the the joke that somebody has been thinking of for a while. But aside from that, it is actually quite a relatable scenario for um, you know. I've I I used to do stand up comedy. I've been in improv troops. I've been in plays. I I understand trying to get your friends to come see something. It not going exactly as you thought it was going to go or maybe just being embarrassing in a way that you didn't exactly think it was embarrassing and them trying to be nice about it. It is truly a relatable thing, too. I, I 100%. I, I actually put a note in here that I relate to the friends, the, the, the other friends so much in this where it's like this is objectively terrible, yeah. but it's our friend doing it. And so we have to try to find a way to talk about it. Yeah. And I think my first belly laugh, and I had several belly laughs in this episode, but my first belly laugh was after Chandler, we'll get into what he's doing, but after Chandler's talking to the woman, he comes up and he's just like, this was terrible. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I belly laugh. Like, yes. Oh very, God, I wish Very I offhandedly like, hey man, terrible play. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. Um, so, but before we even got to that, so, so, so they're, they're there, they're watching Joey in this absolutely awful musical. And then everyone leaves and they're just sitting there like, this was the worst thing ever. And Chandler sees a woman across the room and he's so smitten. And I, I, I noticed something. Beautiful woman, beautiful Italian uh, woman. Bella Lissima. It doesn't make sense because he says she's Italian, but then she apparently fought in the Israeli military. I'm not well, sure. Well, I mean, let's not, let's not, you know, question somebody's, you know, service in the military, JB. <laughs> just okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, no, no. Now that you say it. <laughs> so, let's not, let's not question this fictional character's military record, JP. All right, that's fair. Um, I was, I, 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 I underlined this. Um, what Joey says, or I'm sorry, what Chandler says uh, in reference to the woman who's beautiful and he's like, oh my God, what would I say? What would my opening line be? Could she be more out of my league? And if you, <laughs> if you emphasize the right syllables, this is the first moment of getting one of our, let me read it to you differently. Let me let me give you a different line read here, okay? <clears throat> Could she be more out of my league? No, JP, I don't even think you have to like rearrange. I don't even think you have to give it an alternate le- read. It is it is the defining characteristic of Chandler's character for the rest of the series. It is it is point on point. It, it, it but it was I, I realized that's the first instance of him saying the could blank be more blank right. and and it was i got like again as a fan of the show i'm watching the origins here and and sure. and, and this this has been my my favorite episode so far because and I, I wrote this down so many times they're finally giving depth to the characters and i don't mean emotional depth but they're they're starting to differentiate them and they're, they're starting to give them character traits that yeah. will persist throughout the show. Right. And here's a spoiler, but Monica is my favorite part of this episode by far. Yeah. Yeah, she's funny in this one. 
Um, I, I I hated on Monica a couple episodes ago. But. I, I, I I I she's not my favorite. Uh, I, I mean, she still is very funny. I I think your point about her being funny in Cougar Town is valid. I think she's funny on Friends. I I I honestly actually don't even think she's that bad of an actress. Eh, maybe she's a bad actor. I don't know. <laughs> No, but the Monica character that they develop here becomes a defining characteristic of her. And it's it's so cool to see the kind of the first time they give the character this thing. So I think Monica up until this point has been very milk toast, very bland. She's just sure. one of the pretty ladies. And it's just it, there's there's not that's not a character. And then they give her a trait that I literally wrote down. Now we'll get to it, but I literally wrote the phrase I am Monica. And I was watching with Claire. You're referring wrote, to her like OCD? We'll get into it. Okay, well, I'm yes, just trying to 100%, clarify. 100%, 100%, the Green Ottoman. Sure. But I wrote down, I am Monica, the Green Ottoman. And then Claire st- Claire turned to me and she's like, oh, now I see why you really relate to Monica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she didn't know I had written that. Uh, uh, but, okay, so. Similar, okay, so. similar story, JP. Uh, the first time... My wife was watching The Office with me. Okay, I uh, she was being very critical of Michael Scott and like I think called him like the villain of the show or something. And we were in a very early part of the series, so it, it was kind of fair to say. But I, I told her like, well, I, I mean, I don't I don't agree with that. I identify a lot with Michael Scott, and she was like, <laughs> why? And I was like. Well, he's just like a little kid that wants everyone to think he's funny, and he like never grew out of that. And she was like, "Oh," <laughs> and it was like, it was palpably tense for a second, where I was like, "Oh, that really hit home with you, huh?" I, like thinking of me that way, dude. I, that makes so much sense to me, though. Like, I, like, I, I think that's, I, 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 I think that that's what made him so lovable to me. Oh, was, absolutely, dude. Yeah, Michael's I get that so feeling. Lovable. Like, like, yeah, he's he's a caricature. He's a, he's a far pushed extreme. But yeah, like he wants everybody to love him. Mm-hmm. He just he wants to be. The he just wants boss. everybody to think he's funny. Yeah, yeah. And like, I get that. I mean, oh, I get that. He's not as funny as me or you. <laughs> no, no, like... no, 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 certainly not. And you're not as funny as me. Don't you ever fucking forget that, JP. Anyway. All right. All right, so, so okay, so we've got this Chandler storyline developing. There's this beautiful woman. He asks her out, and and she's charmed by him. And I found Chandler incredibly relatable here. I am that dude. Yeah. Oh, what am I saying to anybody that they want to listen to me? And right. What is this beautiful woman doing talking to me? It, and but it's not just beautiful women. It's just like what? Why is anybody talking to me? What am I supposed to say? Sure. Why, why is anybody gonna listen to me? And and I just. I, I get it, and I, I the first thing I was saying here, I, I re, I, I'm going to reiterate here, this is them finally delving into who these characters are going to be, and right. we're seeing Chandler as funny, smart, and he has confidence, but he also, he's he's anxious. He's an anxious person, and like, I relate to that, and I think yeah. that's, that's he, he just, I found him adorable here. It's kind um, of like a it's kind of like a Woody Allen confidence kind of. Very true. Very, I, and I mean very that true. I mean that in the perception of his early movies, obviously not in the monster that he's become. Anyway, all right. Um, you know, okay. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our girl Phoebe, where 
uh, Joey gets the card from an agent. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and... Do you and, remember Joey's agent as a character? She's a fantastic character. I don't, actually. You see her, like, every once in a while, and she's this, like, old woman that's like, Joey, like... Oh, <laughs> yes! Yeah. Yes, yes, I forgot. Estelle, I think. Yes, I think it is Estelle. Great character. But, so he gets the card, and, and, uh... And, and, and he's like, but, oh, wow, representation. And, uh, Phoebe says... Based on this play? <laughs> Based on this play. Yes. It was it was just she's so good. She delivers the line so well. And like she this is not a Phoebe heavy uh episode. In fact, it was really just a Joey episode with a little bit of Chandler and Chandler minor Monica. Yep, yep, yep. So but I Phoebe nailed what she was given. Oh yeah. It was wonderful. So um JP, I, would you would you like me to crush your dreams a little bit oh no yeah lisa kudrow apparently not that nice a person oh that's a shame and and my wife used to be a dog walker when we were both very younger and walked her dog and i think she has a story about her like yelling at her or something that's very disappointing yeah and i mean like you know she might have been a nicer person long time ago when they're making friends i I like to think about that i'm sorry no 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 i mean but this is why i this is why they have that saying never walk your hero's dogs yeah absolutely that's absolutely 100 percent. and also never pay people hundreds of millions of dollars for being in a tv show because it will go to their heads nah come on man that's not fair yeah we do still have to do that i would (laughs) like it if somebody did that to me um, can we talk about Chandler's B-plot and how, like, rooted in, like, weird, like, men-women-Christian relationships it is? You, this is why we're best friends. I, I, I you were thinking I it too? Have, I have notes here, and, and the, the, one of the things, first of all, I want to say Matthew Perry is becoming Chandler. Like, he's, he's learning who Chandler is. He's <laughs> yeah. really good in this episode. He really he is. is. He's and very he, sweet this is, and funny. He's a big sweetheart. Yeah. But... So here's what I wrote. This storyline is interesting in a modern context. It's very judgmental and it's very misogynistic. And I feel like they had to make her European. That's fair. Uh, it, it's it, that, that uh, yeah, they, they didn't want it to reflect American values. American women don't sleep around. The system is kind of weird and people should have a little bit more freedom to do what they want in it. And I, I think this woman is right. I, 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 and, I, 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 and that's the, the that's why this storyline was really interesting to me, uh, again, from the modern context, because we're living in a different age. We're yeah. living in a different age and we're more understanding, accepting and open to ideas that 20 years ago were were sacrilegious even and also if you weren't religious like, it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. against what our society says we believe in and on a I, very basic level like if if this episode took place today none of chandler's friends would have any problem with what he's doing right i completely agree especially right. all the the friends i the new yorker friends i have would especially like, not have any issue with it yeah and then like i can understand him like him having like a jealousy or something. I can understand that motivating him to want her to be his only or him to be her only partner. But if it happened today, yeah, everyone would be like, so what dude, how does that affect you? 
All right. So if you're not, if you haven't watched the episode, which you're an idiot if you haven't. Yeah. Come um, on. What are you guys doing? What are you doing with your life? So so Chandler discovers that this woman that he's out on a date. Sign with, up for HBO Max. It's guys. I'll give you my account. Seriously, all of you, every one of you, just hit me up in DMs. It's uh, Nate Torius ten, and uh, just hit me up. Just send me all your dick pics. I love it. The Chandler storyline is very interesting, um, and we were talking about uh, the, the complications. We got we got hacked, on. JP. I'm not going to be able to hide this edit. We got hacked. We got hacked. We got hacked. My internet oh, turned my off. But we were talking about Chandler. Yeah. So uh, I really think the Dune Boys are probably trying to hack us. I just I, I know those guys. I know those what they're mother like. Motherfuckers, yeah. Dicky, Dicky, yeah. no. Oh no, Dicky's from Canada. You can't trust that dude. I didn't know that. That changes my entire perception on him. Oh, right. wait. You know what? Hold on. I'm sorry. I have a huge fan running. Hold on. One second. Was it super loud in the background? I could hear it. I could hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you can say things like that, JP. It's okay. Nah, Is I... It- I- I, it wasn't distracting me, but I didn't. I, I just was like, it's background noise. But is it I also better to, now? Much better. Okay. I don't hear great. anything in the background now. Great, great. All right. <clears throat> so, Chandler is dating a woman who we find out is married and also has a boyfriend. So Chandler is is the third person. And foreign. <laughs> She's also foreign, which is I, I agree with you. They really needed they, they they felt the need to make that point. Like, like I'm I'm bringing it up as a negative aspect of her personality. No, I'm just and kidding. it was absolutely <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look, I don't want to get into the thing where part of her stories is she fought with the Israeli army. So yeah, that could bring up some weird stuff. Yeah, let's not. Um, so. So, so, so Chandler's on the date and he finds out all this and she's like, yeah, but you know, why don't we just hang out, go on dates and bone down? And then we cut back to the coffee shop and I really loved this scene because she's um, the perfect woman. Dude. Yes. He's like, it's perfect. Did you not hear my story? And Monica's like, wait, did you not hear your story? Monica is like shaming him hardcore very much i don't appreciate it now this led to a really good joke and another reason why and i'm gonna give a shout out to uh several haters who sent me dms telling me that ross is not the best character on the show oh fuck them yeah hey it means people are listening yeah that's Um, good that's good so 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 rachel says ross what about you do you think this is a good situation and he says of course not and then like three beats and then he's like the guys look at him. It's so good. He's like, I, yeah, it's the perfect situation. <laughs> it's, like, it's It's so good. He delivers it so. The Doom Boys friggin' hacked us again. Okay, I am getting tired of these Doom Boys. Oh my god, dude. They, they Burr, they tunneled their way into our friggin' internet cables. Okay, and let me, let me, let me, again... Express, and I will express this as many times as I... Everyone needs to know. 
Dickie Killjoy lives in Canada, okay? He is not to be trusted. That's like not even a country, dude. I don't even know like what the laws are up there. They got no laws. They got they got they got they, 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 what is it? They, they, Hortons, some sort of Tim Hortons. That's well, all they cops got. Cops are on friggin' moose up there. Oh, they ride mooses and they they say they say a boot and uh, you know and, and, and as we're talking about, Strange Brew is a really good movie. The Doom Boys hacked us, and as always, so this week's episode is brought to you by Doom Boys. Listen to Doom Boys. JP. What up? We were talking about Chandler before I accidentally clicked stop record and had to like do this whole thing over again. Okay. But we, we got talking about that, We were so talking we about Chandler before on. the Dune Boys hacked us. Oh my god. So, Chandler, dating this woman, she's married, she's also got another boyfriend, he's living the dream. She, she she has a husband and a boyfriend and a Chandler, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. He's, he's the third tier, and he's living this perfection of, I don't have to deal with any of the bad stuff. I right. just go on the dates, talk to her, enjoy it, and have sex. And, you know, and it's... it's look, there's a misogynistic lens to this entire storyline. Absolutely. Um, but it was a different world. It was a different time. And I think there is something interesting about them and progressive-ish about them presenting this woman. She's she's never a villain, but she No, that's true. She is not presented as a villain. I I I, I think like we were talking about before, there is some sort of like weird foreigner justification about it, but but she is not presented as a villain. You're absolutely yeah. right about that. But also she's not presented in a good light and, and, yeah. and she's She's presented almost as a sociopath. And, and, sure. And I think, I think I, that so, – so my thought on this was to create this character takes someone who understands this person existing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that the turning it into the negative thing that they turn it into takes a lot of oppressive Christian – viewpoints yeah that 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 are so I, I mean i guess the easiest way to say it is the the the, the studio yeah or the, the 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 network would not allow them to have a character who was doing this and was a good guy yep absolutely I, I, but but still i i just think it's interesting and and, and from a modern perspective i i, I found this storyline to be interesting yeah i did too i'm sorry jp one second i'm gonna close my door someone's shooting a gun that's not good. Are you okay? Okay, I'm back. Why is someone shooting a gun? I don't know, fucking dude. Two people were fucking lynched 20 minutes away from where I live. Oh, I, God, I, I don't you, know I didn't what realize the fuck that's is going are. on. I, I am in Rancho Christ. Cucamonga. It's a very safe but it's also rumored to be a white supremacist hotspot. Pretty much, basically, the entire inland empire is, and yeah, uh, Victorville, where um, was was the first man's name Robert Fuller, right? The yeah. the person who was found hanging from a tree. I don't mean to bring yeah. it down, but no, I, no, I feel no, no. like it, it's it, important this is, to say I, his I mean, this name. Is, this is a thing that yes, it, it's. Uh, that's that's 20 minutes north of me. I, 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 I apologize. I do not remember what the second man's name was, but it happened again. A black person was found hanging from a tree, and uh, I, I don't know everything about it, but the police are apparently telling us that there is no video footage of a person hanging themselves in a public park, 
and that is fucking horseshit. As I understand it, that public park is right by City Hall. So it is by City Hall. It's by a library. Don't fucking tell me there's no cameras there. Exactly, dude. Don't tell me there's no fucking cameras anywhere in Los Angeles or like the inland. Like it, it's 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 insane. Anyway, uh, there's someone shooting a gun or setting off fireworks. It's been happening a lot. I have guns myself. We are perfectly safe. Do not worry about it. Go on, JP. I wait. I on that front. Like, before we get back to friends, I just yeah. want to say one of my favorite things that is being expressed is just because we have progressive and leftist ideas doesn't mean that we don't also have guns. I live in Texas. I live in Texas and gun ownership is mandatory down here. Like, like I, I I don't have any guns, but also it's, it's the like, yeah, no, we also exercise the second amendment motherfuckers. Like I, I, I think, um, I think that gun control is an important issue, and I'm willing to support it. And if they tell me to give up my gun, I will do that. Honestly, I will. Um, actually, I don't know if I do that. Depends on who's telling me to do that. Um, well, it's it's the I think but, the second. Yeah, I, my I, version I, of the Second Amendment is we need to make sure that we have the weapons to fight tyranny. I think after the last month, anybody who's been very hard lined on. Nobody owning guns anymore has to reevaluate their position, because That's, I think I, I I don't want to be dramatic. I don't want to be I don't want to be I I think an armed populace is important. I I, I can't put it any other way. I, I I agree, and we don't have to get too into it, but I think we were on in agreement on this, and I think we're seeing the exact reason why uh, it's important. Yeah, you want All to talk right. about Joey being naked? Well. <laughs> Let's talk about Joey being naked. Let's talk about the 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 reason this episode exists. So Joey, he he, he follows up and he, he 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 that agent gets him a role and he's going to be in an Al Pacino movie now. Nate, big role, big Nate, role. What's what's the role? You gonna play Al Pacino boy? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you say it again? You gonna play Al Pacino boy? Goes into the shower, and I'm his butt. <laughs> so, I, I, I have so many things that we need to talk about. We've already been recording for like two hours, but I, I was Al Pacino like 60 when this season of Friends came? Like, come on. He was he was already like a super old dude, right? Yep. I can't buy Joey being Al Pacino's double for a second, because Joey looks great. Like... When they show him in that shower, the other thing that I wanted to say is that I remember when I was watching Friends as a younger person, thinking it was very weird whenever any of the guys from Friends, for whatever reason, took their shirt off. It's fair. Do you, do you understand what I mean? I, like, absolutely. Like, like, um, I don't know, like seeing Obama without his shirt off was kind of weird the first time that happened. You know what I mean? It was just weird in that way where it's like, oh, I've never actually seen their bodies before. And they're not perfect, um, but they're normal. And and that's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm thinking about specifically like Ross and Chandler. Joey looks fucking fantastic, dude. I, He's it's, cut. It's unfair. We talked about this last week, too. Like, that dude is just unbelievably attractive and it's, yeah it's, it's, man it's, it's 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 unfair it's unfair he's got the eight pack i think i saw cum gutters if i'm being honest 
Yeah. And that, that phrase has been normalized. We use that phrase openly now. Yeah, we so do don't, now. We don't do shy now. Away I, from I, I heard Weiger say it. <laughs> I remember, dude. The fr- I think the first time I heard that phrase was... I actually think it was on How Did This Get Made. I feel like Jason Manzoukas said it or something. And I was like, oh, I know exactly what he means, but I've never heard anyone call them that before. That's, yes, <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right. That sounds actually, really, I really Actually, I think June correct. said it, honestly. I think June said it, and then both of them, both Paul and Jason were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> anyway, Joey looks great. All right, Joey looks great. And I look... There's a reason that people reference this all the time. It's 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 such a it's such a great and it's so short. It's so short. It, 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 it's a very brief scene. <laughs> Joey ass is acting. acting he's acting with his ass. <laughs> and also and also by the way, the fucking director is Clenching. so creepy. He's he is. He is. Lose the robe. Like oh yeah, yeah, god, yeah. dude. Oh, Joey, don't I, don't I sit mean, on the casting couch, buddy. I mean, I, 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 I get that the character he's trying to play is that, like, this is this is the last thing they're doing for the day. You know what I mean? And, and the last thing he wants to do is have a conversation with the ass double about his motivation. Yeah. But you're right. There, there was definitely a palpable creepiness to the director telling him to lose the rope. Yep. That was very strange. But so, okay, so, so that... That scene is funny. Joey tries basically three different ass characters. Like, it's really... <laughs> really... And, like... Oh, Clenching. God, it's so good. Oh, my God. Um, so, now, I, before we... I, I want to say, also, another trope of the show happened here. So, I'm sorry, JP. Yeah. Just before we move on, I just want to say, Joey's got a great <laughs> ass! <laughs> Go on. Um, I'm sorry. Well, I, it's something that I, I, I neglected here, and I want to just swing back for a second, is we had the first of what becomes a trope in this show, which is when when they're, they're talking about monogamy in the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And Ross is like, well, from an anthropological standpoint. <laughs> and then everybody does the pretending to fall asleep. And it's just, that becomes a trope. Like, like Ross is, is boring. Whenever Ross talks about dinosaurs. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I love seeing it because that, it, maybe it doesn't manifest right. in that way. But they, they, they love doing the like, and then Ross talks, starts talking about academic things and everybody's just like. Yep. It was yep. really yep. good. Um, yeah, that was funny. So we're gonna it, it, we, we're gonna shoot through the rest of this, but the, the oh my god! So the I guess C storyline is um, Monica is correct. Is that a fair way to put it? Monica is correct. Is, Mo- is correct uh, regarding what? Well, Rachel moved the green ottoman, and that's not where it goes. But uh, Rachel should be able to move the green ottoman, JP. Again, I wrote down, <laughs> I am Monica, and Claire immediately, without knowing I wrote that, said, oh, I see why you like Monica so much. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, look, I get, Monica in this episode, I super get, I super get. There, there's, a, there, there, there's a proper place for things. Okay, so we jumped around a bit. We weren't quite 
following the direct line, but we got into... Yeah, no, I think that's fine, though. We got into Monica's the best, Monica's a queen, Monica's correct, don't move the green Right, Monica. right, right, right. All right, so, and, and again, I, I just want to reiterate, the, the butt double storyline ends up being one of those things that... It, it, this, is, this is an important episode. It, it's not even that great of an episode. There's no. It's also very funny that he gets fired. <laughs> it's really wonderful that he gets fired for overacting with his butt. Yeah. The the gang they get together, they're back at the apartment and they're talking about it. And there were a bunch of good jokes, by the way, earlier. Uh, I, specifically, Chandler with the. Uh, I think he says you, you, you cracked into, uh, yeah. into the industry. <laughs> all, the, all the butt jokes. Are you going to invite really, us to the big opening? <laughs> it's Yes, the big opening. It's really good. It, it, it's, Those are great jokes. Um, but then again, and I said this last week, and, I, and I'll say it again. Like we have, a, we have a Phoebe moment where she's just like being kind and wise and, and just mm-hmm. like – she brings the heart of things together and, 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 and just makes Joey feel better. And it's totally. really wonderful. And then they have good hugs. And then Monica goes to bed without putting the shoes away. And then our closing scene is her <laughs> agonizing over the shoes. And I can't go out there because if I go out there, then they're going to know that I'm not cool. But then also, oh, what if I go out there and I take the shoes back, but then I put them out in the morning <laughs> so nobody knows I took them? And it's, I, again, I, I, that anxiety spiral. It sounds I like you relate to that. Super related. It's <laughs> like, that's very real. That's yeah, very no, real. I, I get spiraling, man. I, 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 I won't do it about a mess, but yeah, I get it. Whatever that individual weird little thing is. And you just are so fixated on it, yeah. So, so as as we're watching the show, as we're we're we're, I think this was the first episode that to me felt like what Friends really is. I, I think that they Interesting. did really good character development and growth, sure. and um, I think you know we're finally starting to move away from Joey just being a misogynist. In fact, if any right. if anyone was a misogynist in this episode, it was Chandler, right. Um, or maybe maybe the girl for for using Chandler for his body, but yes, yes. I agree. and 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 and, <laughs> and but also Chandler was sweet and funny, and, and as I said, Matthew Perry is really growing into that character. We saw Ross yeah. acting like the Ross we see in later seasons, where he's very very emotive about things. Um, just a strong episode, and just like I, I I had so many belly laughs, so. Are you um are you aware of Matthew Perry's pill addiction as the seasons move on? I am, and it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's hard to watch, and it is, and you also see like the weight fluctuations, and, yeah, like you know, but also bless them for working with him and and giving him. Well, some yeah, space. I mean, how are you gonna like, cut out Chandler? Well, yeah, but also like, God, how difficult must it have been, and 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 and. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not just not just for the crew and the cast, but also for him. It's yeah, it's, yeah. I actually don't even really know the specifics about how he got like wrapped up into it. Well, I so in my other life, I will tell you this: OxyContin came out in 1996, right? And right. he was an early <laughs> addict, and right, it's. It's really hard, and 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 he, you know, I, it's a show that people don't particularly love. But uh, Studio Sixty, 
Yes. He his character is in that show uh based out of in part his real life addictions. And Interesting. And so it, it it makes his character have a lot of weight that he's dealing with trying to stay clean having huh. had all these problems in the past. And and it just it really resonated with me. I I loved that show. I'm in the minority by far and mm-hmm. um you know Sorkin Sorkin definitely, you know, there's a whole separate conversation you can have about Sorkin shows and his kind of like always splooging the wet dream of what this <laughs> thing is like. It, 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 and But it, that aspect of that show was really important because we all knew Matthew yeah. Perry had fought addiction and it was, it was opioids. I mean, it was opioids. That's very it, interesting. It's, it's, but this is still younger, Chandler. Yeah. And, and, and the reason I brought it up is because... You talk about seeing how sweet he is, and I I, I agree with that. I, I see I see a very interesting actor in this episode mm-hmm. because of the emotions he's a bit, he's able to convey, and he remains funny, you know, when we see him getting very skinny and everything. But there is a certain alienation that comes with him too, and and that's the only reason I brought it up. That's what made me think of that's, it. Yeah. I'm 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 watching this as as if it's brand new to me, mm-hmm. and it's been so long since I watched it all. And honestly, kind of same here because I haven't I haven't I, I'm done with Friends. You know what I mean? Like I I don't watch it for pleasure anymore. So it's been a while since I've seen them. It's what? Um, it's been a while since I've like sat down and watched them. I'm sorry. I I I, I thought you were a comedy band band fan. <laughs> It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. That's not our bit, JP. That <laughs> that's bit. fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no, I, it's I, been a while. It, it, but it is. It, it, it's, it's been a very long time since I've watched it, and I'm watching it from. I'm I'm 20 years older. I, I have different perspective on life. Like it, it's not current anymore, I, and that's very weird. It is, and also I'm not. I'm not. You know. 14 to 22 years right. old anymore like like I, right. I, i'm a completely different human being now interesting but it's but i still love it like like and i don't just yeah. love it for the nostalgia and i'm realizing as i'm watching it there's still some jokes in here that are really funny absolutely and 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 the comedy is very strong in my opinion well jp i think that was a very good episode um i think we've produced so much content for this week um should i should i leave us with uh jp's legal task of the week i demand it uh jp's legal task of the week i need you to sue matthew perry for stealing my heart done all right yeah we're getting all his money (laughs) 